Welcome back to the Seahawks social. Denny Duma, Lucas McCann, fired up after we the Hawks are back in the win category. We are six and two. Uh, big win over a very struggling Atlanta Falcons squad. Uh, but a win is a win is a win, Lucas. Is a win. Uh, here are recap coming up. Up. Listen to this guy a week. What a difference a week makes. Last week it was dark. You were crying. We lost. The world was going to end. 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And look at him. He's got a smile on his face and we're drinking scotch. I just, I hope they keep winning because this is I amazing. get pumped when we win. You should. I get it. Can, Carl, you may know this. You probably won't. Oh. <laughs> um, how do these people goes. get these commentator jobs? I want to ask you that. <laughs> You're right. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Every week, it's so bad. Got the guy a voice this week, for radio, though. That one guy. Oh, these guys, they're just ex-NFL players. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> the guy this week starts by starts before the game even starts. He says, the Seahawks need to get back to what they do on offense. They had an off week. Talking about the Ravens game. I don't know if he watched the game at all. Because I did. Lucas did. Lucas, you can throw two cents Last there. week or this week you're talking about? Last week. Last week. So the before the game this yeah. week, the commentator says, yeah, yeah. the Seahawks had an off week. Russell Wilson had an off week. They need to get back to what they do. I don't think he watched the game because we drove the ball successfully mm-hmm. most of the game against the Ravens, just had two turnovers in like inside the 30 yard line. Yep. So worst case scenario, if we don't turn the ball over, we win because we're kicking two field goals. So we would have 21, 20, 22 points and the other team would, the Ravens yeah. would have less 14 of course we they didn't watch it. Seahawks don't get the respect that the other teams get. Everybody's just going and, and probably listening to the recap not videos. Be, and shouldn't it be required that they do some sort of research before jumping you, onto a game? You would think so. You would think they have their assignments like at least three to four days before the game starts, right? Before Sunday. I have a feeling they know their assignment a year in advance. So can he even just, like, literally what I do, YouTube, Seattle Seahawks recap. Do you see how old these people are? <laughs> YouTube? Do, do they know what YouTube is? No, these guys are like ex-NFL guys that are like in their 40s. I don't know who it was this week, nor do I want I'm to know I'm pretty sure they're in their 50s and 60s. Well, who's the one? What's his name? Collingsworth. I want to say it's Collingsworth. They just have a voice for radio, some of those guys. It just sounds so good. Do you think everyone thinks that, Carl? Because obviously I love sports. Mm-hmm. I love the NCAA basketball tournament. I love the NFL. I love the PGA. Oh, my God. Okay. No. We can talk about Tiger Woods. I know that's Tiger what Woods. Uh, wow. Do you, th- do you think regular people who maybe don't know as much about the sport think that these commentator people are intelligent? Yes, 100%. Because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I think they're just there just to keep it, I don't know, easy to follow. I don't think they try to go into too, too, too much depth. So it's for an like average said, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you know who one of the best guys that I like in the NFL right now and who should do more is Tony Romo. Yeah. 100%. He's really good. It's he's just under- so surprising because he can sit there and he'll pick out the plays of what's going to happen before it happens. And mm. then they do the play and they're like, Wow. Well done. Well, it's just uh, quarterbacks are super intelligent people. Yeah. And he was a pretty good quarterback, although he didn't have a very good record in the playoffs. <laughs> but he, like, just down in distance, right? Third and three, mm-hmm. this is what the team has a tendency to do, so it's easy to and look at a defense like mm-hmm. he has done for 15 years. 
say, okay, they look like they're playing zone. This is a play that I run against the zone, and often that works, right? Yeah. But I like that type of analogy. Maybe for people who didn't play football or don't know it as well, though, or don't watch it every week, that would sound like like some sort of crazy science to them, like they don't understand. Yeah. Like but when I, he's talking about coverages and oh yeah. the, the Mac linebackers lined up over here, does does the average person know what a Mac linebacker is? No, they don't. But you have the two people who are going back and forth when it comes down to it. So you have the color commentator and the other guy who's the expert and what's mm. going on. But it just sounds like lately it's just been two color commentators just talking about football. Mm. Do you remember, this has got to be like 10 years ago, they had a comedian? No. Did Do they? You, yeah. But he he was like somewhat comical, but like trying to be analytical. Did it work? I can't remember the guy's name. Can you Google this that? This is the NFL? Yeah, can you Google that? Comedian uh, NFL commentator? I can't remember the guy's Comedian name. Comedian NFL commentator. I vaguely remember this. Dennis Miller? Yes. Oh, yeah. He wasn't a football guy. Like, he didn't know much about football, but they had him commentate for, I want to say it was a year. No way. Really? Yeah. Wow. It wasn't like a one-game thing. Yeah. He, he was on often. You know who else was great was uh, Gruden. Gruden was. I so really, good. really liked him. Yeah, but obviously he's coaching now, right? But he was more of like, wasn't he more of like the breakdown guy? Like he mm-hmm. would. That was yeah. He was unreal. Yeah, and he would do like pregame interviews yeah. with quarterbacks and whatever. So do you think he should just never have gone back to coaching because he's not doing so well there? Or? No, he's not. Where is he now? He's in Oakland. Oh yeah. That's not working out. But he also inherited a ton, ton of problems there. That is correct. But hey, he got paid. How do you not go to a $100 million contract? How do they give that many contract, that much money to a coach? Hold on, what? Yeah, look up his contract. Look it up. Jay Gruden contract Oakland. He got paid. 10 years, $100 million? Isn't that insane? That's actually crazy. <laughs> For what, a coach? What kind of guarantee do coaches have, though? Because, like, most... I don't think they have any. Most I mean, of them get fired after a year or two. Two, mm-hmm. two or three years. Yeah. So, so it's probably no front-loaded. So you probably have, like, in the NHL where you get $40 million first year and then 30 20 and I can't five, 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 see five. a coach making $40 million. Well, I don't know. I don't think that makes sense. It's insane, though, what he got paid. Why did they pay him so much? Well, he was a brilliant commentator, so he must know <laughs> he football. He was a better commentator. <laughs> Do you guys know who the second highest paid coach was? Was right or is? is? Is he the highest paid coach right now? Right now, yeah. He's what? the highest paid coach right now, so second highest. Hold on, hold on. Andy Reid. Uh, has to be someone who just signed a contract. Uh, oh, the guy was... Uh, hey, uh, this uh, show's about him. No way, yeah. Pete Carroll? Carroll? Eight million a year. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for him. He deserves it. He's also the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah. I knew that. I, I had that. no idea. He looks good. It was Tom oh. Coughlin until he, when did he retire? A couple of years ago, maybe? Yeah. He was the oldest, but now it's Pete Carroll. Wow. I'm going to become a coach. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just know you have to start hey. with commentary, so. Yeah, I'm John Green did it. At, yeah. We got the podcast. Maybe it's We're a podcast. One coach. step closer to coaching the Seattle Seahawks. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Podcast is going somewhere, I'm telling you. We are going to get Pete Carroll on the podcast at some point. Oh my god. Whether it's now or in thirty five years from now when he's like not even relevant. We should I'm get okay a little bobblehead of him and Dude, thirty five years from now he's gonna be on his deathbed, man. <laughs> Dude, have you seen how much energy that guy has? That's He's true. Gonna live that guy's past 100. Yeah. As long as the heart lasts, he'll be okay. <laughs> his shoes too, man. I fucking the, love his shoes. The Nike Do you see Russell Wilson's? Yeah. We haven't talked about this. Doesn't he have special monarchs that was that was made specifically for him? Likely. Yeah. He makes $8 million a year. I'm sure he, yeah. someone's going to make a shoe for him. Did you see Russell Wilson uh, last year for Halloween dressed up as Pete Carroll? No, he didn't. Yeah, and he and uh, he did like an Instagram video that was a couple minutes long, and it was just him <laughs> talking about the monarchs. Oh my god! He's so like, guys, guys, it's it's a great day to be alive. Uh, we're we're happy to be in the locker room today. Uh, go Hawks! Uh, yeah, I got my uh, got my Nike Monarchs on. Uh, a fresh, clean, new pair of Monarchs. 
Oh you got to Google it. It's really funny. That is brilliant. Yeah. I really think that a lot of NFL players aren't smart enough, or they're smart people, but they need to focus a lot more on their personal brand because football only lasts them so long. But somebody like Russell Wilson is building a following that will last him a lifetime outside who, of who football. Who else do you think does a good job of that in the NFL? In the NFL? That comes, just comes to your mind right now. Um... I don't think I follow anybody else because I always just see him so like following. No, no one like, really sticks out. No one really sticks out. Not in the, not in the NFL, but elsewhere. I mean, the Rock is killing it because he's just built a personal brand based on what he does. Or Will Smith. Like Will Smith is good too. Yeah. But when was the last time he did a move like a big movie? Gemini. Well, he just did one, but it that? didn't really. It's not yeah, really I, taken I think off. It was like straight to DVD. Oh. Yeah, he's done two Netflix ones back to back. Didn't he do yeah. Bright and that? He had the other one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bright. That was a weird movie. It was weird, but Netflix is paying them. So why wouldn't you keep doing it? But I can't think of somebody else. I just think about like Gary V. And Gary V is very big on, with Vayner Sports, on building, like bringing these young kids who have like a two to three year lifespan in the NFL, mm -hmm. who make a ton of money, retire when they're 23, 24, and don't know mm -hmm. what the hell to do and spent all their money. Mm -hmm. And they're done. And now they're working at Tim Hortons or a car dealership because mm -hmm. they blew millions of dollars because they lived that lifestyle. But he's helping them build a personal brand and understand life outside of football and how you can get further ahead after this. And I think that those people who are going to be with him in Vayner Sports are going to have a like a hundred times different lifestyle outside of it. Mm -hmm but haven't bought into Vayner Sports yet and what they're doing. It's just like kind of finding a way to always be relevant, right? Even after your career. Well, I think it just depends on what your plans are. I think a lot of people probably, they just want to get to the show. Then they get to the show, they want to get paid. They, they get paid, about, then yeah. they get injured, and now what? I think like, look at Lynch. Like, right. Didn't spend a cent so, of his money, his whole career. Yeah, you Lynch, would not have thought that Lynch has done a pretty good job of leveraging himself, though. Yeah. So that, like, that's the thing is a lot of guys. That's the dream to get to the sh get to the show, the yeah. NFL. Yeah. And once they're there, I feel like they almost have this ego that makes mm -hmm. them think like this stardom's going to be forever. Yeah. Right. But they don't. They're not able to look long term and think, I have so much leverage right now. Literally 80,000 people show up to my game every week. The attention is and on me right now. I need to keep this going. Someone who's not even good starts yeah. an Instagram page yeah. or like a new person in the Seahawks yeah. starts an Instagram page, three or 400,000 followers day one. Yep. That's a shit ton of leverage in terms of like marketing yourself and with brands. A lot of brands want to use athletes because they're so popular, right? But it seems like a lot of, if we're talking about NFL specifically, a lot of the guys almost have this ego that they're like bigger than that. Yeah. But oh, it doesn't sure. last long. Because as soon as you're done, unless you're like, unless you're a top five running back receiver or like a top 10 quarterback, your career ends when your career ends. Whereas like, obviously a guy like a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers even if they suck on social media, they're still Aaron Rodgers, right? It's true. So that's going to last a little bit longer after you, your career. You wonder though, like somebody like Antonio Brown, who top 10 receivers still. But a head case. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there, but it's a head case mm -hmm. out of the league right now and mm -hmm. basically forgotten. Well, use somebody who played and was really good when social media was not available right like yeah. a jerry rice yeah like someone like that Terrell joe Owens. montana like everyone knows who they are still yeah randy Moss. whereas the tight end on that 49ers team mm -hmm. no one knows who they are right the yeah. right guard no one knows who they are but if well, they look at dixon like exactly. dixon did didn't he do youtube videos and all that stuff and they started watching what he did exactly and they brought him in for a tryout and look at the guy he's a that's just based off social media. I'm pretty sure. Mm. I could be wrong. Mm. Carl, look it up. Well, he played, he played uh, college in the States. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they saw him there too. I can't believe the guy, 
he would be great to be on the podcast. Michael Dixon? This is Michael, just, right? I just call him Dixon. <laughs> He's number four. <laughs> He's the punter. <laughs> I think it's Michael. <laughs> number four. With your Seattle Seahawks. Did you talk about the game this week? I guess we probably should get into that. So for any team going into a week that says there's nothing good that can come out of this week for the Seahawks, that's what all the NFL commentators are saying. It's a it's a guaranteed win, basically, what they're saying. Atlanta sucks. Yep. And they're out of Ryan. And and their their best player is out. It's <laughs> it's a weird I don't know if you like think back to when you're an athlete. That was a long time ago for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But when you're Lucky like on the other side of the couch. playing against someone who is not as good as you was always the hardest thing to do, right? Yeah. It was easy to play against someone yeah. that's better or like equal because you're motivated for a win. Whereas when you go into Atlanta and also we've got another game next week that's going to be like that in Tampa Bay or against Tampa Bay at home. Uh, it's hard to play those games. It's hard to play a full game in those games. Well, especially if you come flying out of the gates like that. And that's what I'm pumped about in this week is that we looked really good in the first half. Yeah. Both both offense and defense. Yeah. And sure, uh, whatever their backup quarterback's name, who played? Schaub? Matt Schaub? No. Oh, yeah, Schaub. Yeah, that's right. Um, he had a big day. Yeah. Most of it happened in the second half. Yeah. Julio Jones had a big day. Oh my Most of that God. happened in the second half. Well, actually, he had a good first half too. But he had a great second half too. Like, how do you not? We're just not even talking about the second half yet. We're still talking about the first half. What I'm pumped about is is how good they came out of the gates, how good the defense looked. Yeah. Even though. Okay, our team is not a top three defense this year. I get it. But mm-hmm. I think we're underrated in the way that. We'll give up a lot of yards, but we give up not that many points to good teams. Well, we're pretty good at giving up the 10 and outs going all the way down the field till we're about 30 yards from our own end zone, and then we decide to play. You know, maybe it's just because we get tighter. We do zone defense all the way down, and then we man up, and maybe we get an interception here and there and stop what I like a field goal. I don't many, know how How many field goals we give up? Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Especially when... People are missing in the first half. You gotta, it's not good to always be giving up points, period. I'm but. happy to give up a field goal anytime. And they were missing field goals this week. Exactly. Especially when they're 50-plus yard field goals. Yeah. What I liked was the defense gave up zero points in the first half. Mm-hmm. They gave up some yards, but... Yeah. Didn't give up touchdowns. Gave up a couple long field goal attempts. Great. If they make them, who gives a shit? Second half. It's got to be tough, right? It's got to be tough when you get to the second half to be up 24 nothing. I feel like you were telling me this before. It's exactly what you were saying. It is. Playing with a 24 nothing lead is going to be tougher than playing with a 24 nothing deficit Hmm. because your motivation is going to change. You're already thinking, okay, where am I going to eat after this game? Where's the party? Where are the ladies? What's going on? I have right. two more quarters. The other guys are thinking, this is bo- this is BS. Yeah. I'm stuffing this down their throats and we're going to make this happen. And then look at Jones. Came out of nowhere. Well, didn't come out of nowhere. The guy's a beast. But man, was he just decided to take the game into his hands. Well, he's their big weapon on offense. Yeah, right? double he, team him. Is he the best receiver in the league? No. Who do you I think, think it's better? I think Tyler Lockett. Tyler be Lockett in the equation. is unreal. No, okay. He needs to be in the equation. Yeah. I don't know if he's the best receiver in the league, but what was that Carolina guy? Uh, something Smith, number 89. He reminds me of that guy. Steve Smith. Yes. Yeah, it's a speedster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Fast, little, great hands. Catches everything that's thrown at him. Hmm. Tyler Lockett doesn't drop the ball. And, and for the guy, he's tiny. Tiny. He's so small. And he's catching catches. That sh- there's just no way that this should be happening. It's so funny how him and Metcalf play the same position. <laughs> yeah. But Metcalf is going to be a beast in this league. Like he He's still dropping some big catches that he should catch, but then he's also making some good catches. Lockett. So it kind of makes up for him. But Lockett, Lockett doesn't. Targeted six times, Carl. Mm-hmm. Six receptions, 100 yards. But it's every game like that. Yeah. 
He catches the ball. Throw it in his direction, he catches the ball. But I really feel that a, a team like ours is going to be super successful by having two good wide receivers because it opens both of them up. And that's what they're doing. But once Metcalf can start like catching ridiculous throws, then Lockett's just going to be wide open. When they, I mean, it even happened in this game. Metcalf would just walk down the end zone and caught that. I don't know if you've watched them that much this year, Carl, but like Tyler Lockett's route running mm -hmm. is, he's obviously so quick and fast. You just can't keep up with them, yeah. But his yeah. route running is, is really good. Mm -hmm. And that's where Metcalf is not there yet because yeah. he's young, because he's a bigger guy too. His, uh, he just can't create separation like Lockett can. And so Lockett with phenomenal hands, plus he creates separation. Like yeah. he's, he's such a good target for Wilson right now. Anyway, coming out of halftime, in the, like, the mindset changes, right? Going yeah. into a game, you're thinking, okay, well, let's put up some points. The offense, Russell Wilson and the offense, let's put up some points. But coming out of the second half, literally, or coming into the second half, literally their job is to just waste the time, right? Yep. Like, we're going to run the ball a lot. Run we're going to take a lot of time off the clock, and we're going to win. And so, like, all these NFL analysts bullshit guys, that talk about, oh, Seattle's not as good as they think they are. You know, they only beat the uh, Falcons by seven. They're, again, they're not watching the game. And I don't like that. Yeah. I think uh, the game was not close from the beginning. It never really was. And, like, regardless of whether it's a seven-point game or a 27-point game, it doesn't really matter. We dominated the first half. We were up 24 nothing. And the second half was literally just like, uh, let's, let's get like out of Seahawks, here. I feel like the Seahawks, though, are really good at time management. Like, they understand, mm -hmm. yeah, they'll give up a points here and there. They mm -hmm. know if they're coming down the field, as long as it just keeps running, 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 they'll, they'll give up a touchdown because they get the ball. And they're just wasting time. Mm -hmm. And they're okay with that. It's just sometimes that's frustrating as a fan because you just want to blow out. Sometimes. you just like, I want a 51 to seven game and just feel like yes do you though no because i went to one of those games last year i think we beat the 49ers like 38 to three or something like that it's true the roller coaster and the drama and the I second like half is just so boring that's yeah that's true yeah being 24 nothing do you see that stadium it was empty halftime okay i was watching this is what drives me nuts about fans what the like it was empty. Where are these guys going? They got a Carrie Underwood concert to go to or what? I don't get it. I wonder how much tickets are. Well, well they're probably like $12. You just walk look at Ticketmaster. I bet they're in Atlanta. I don't know. I'd say like less than 30 bucks. Really? For like to, get in to, to get in the stadium, like upper deck. That's nuts. I could not when, believe it. It looks so bad on TV. When your team's one and six and you're down 24 nothing at halftime though. I'm I, not leaving. I'm never I'm leaving a Seahawks game. No. But, like, it's understandable. But it doesn't help the team as well. Like, they, I don't think fans understand that sometimes, is that if they're playing in front of an empty stadium, it doesn't give them much motivation to keep going. But if fans are behind them, it kind of pumps them up to, like, try to make a run, make something happen. Mm -hmm. Touchdown here, touchdown there, touchdown here, and all of a sudden you're back in the game. They got back in the game. They got back in the game, too. But that's got to be tough playing for a team that's just like the shit. Man. Dude, the absolute cheapest ticket is 175 No, that's not, not true. Mm. That's not true. When? Dude, you can get Se Seahawks tickets for 70 bucks. Seahawks tickets? Yes. What game are you looking up right now? Uh, New Orleans in Atlanta. That's Saints New Orleans, though. On Ticketmaster? When is that? Next week? The 10th. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> so, but, okay, this is the thing. If you look up Seahawks tickets right now. Carl, you're wrong. Because all the season ticket holders put them up and try to make money, right? So, like, a week before the game, there'll be the worst seats in the Seahawks stadium will be 150 US. But the day of, there'll be dozens of tickets for, like, 80 bucks or less. Just to try to get rid of them. Yeah. 
Well, now that everything's digital, it's just so much easier. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I went to the game last week, the Ravens game, and I bought tickets at 10 (laughs) a.m. We did that the the week before or two weeks before as well. Yeah. The day, yeah, the day of. Stresses me out buying the day of, but now you realize there's just so many tickets, and especially if you're buying them in pairs. Pairs are way better. It's so easy, and you can get a good value for them for sure. I just wish it was like going sometimes like going to a baseball game where you can just buy upper deck and walk down to the bottom deck, but you can't quite do that in a Seahawks it's stadium. It's not going to happen when there's 80,000 people on the wait list. Man. <laughs> I'm going to steal someone's wheelchair and go to the handicap zone on the bottom deck. That's what I'm going to do next time. Lucas is not going to be here next week because he's going to be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> can you talk to me about the Seahawks D? Because I think they're better than people think they are. Yeah, I think so too. I think we, we pick, who do we pick up? We picked up Diggs, which helps our secondary. I don't know much about him. Yeah, but it just helps. We need help. If we can't do something up front right off the bat, then all of a sudden somebody like Chubbs or somebody runs right through us and then we're screwed. We're just trying to run them out of bounds. We're not trying to tackle them. We're just trying to like guide them out of bounds. We still need one more piece, but we're okay. But I think our secondary is questionable. I, that's where I think our... That's the biggest weakness for sure. Teams can't really run on us. No. Like the, the front seven are good. The yeah. linebacking core is, is up there in terms of best in the league. Yeah. Top five for sure. 100% I agree. But as soon as secondary. somebody gets past them, mm-hmm. we're giving up 20 yards. And that's an issue. I just think just like pass defense has a lot to improve on. I think uh, Griffin is pretty good. Yeah. He's not like a number one corner. Like he's not a Richard Sherman from the Mm -hmm. past, Mm -hmm. but he's pretty good and he's young. I think he's only like 24, 25. So he'll get better. But that was a big thing about Diggs being brought up because our, our biggest hole was as soon as Earl Thomas was gone, then what? Carl, do you know much about Diggs? Uh, a little bit. Quandre digs. Yeah. Because they just know. picked him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be good? Like, is he Well, is he's he going to fill that DB? gap to a certain degree that we just couldn't do once once Thomas left. That was the issue, right? He's a, str- a strong safety? What, you, what position is he? Um, I thought he was a corner. No. What is he? Yeah, he's corner. a CB. He's a, is he a cornerback? I, I thought he was a I corner. I didn't think he was a cornerback. Yeah. Shit. Anyways. Uh, so here's a question though are we picking up who are we picking up before tomorrow's deadline I would love so So do you think do you think because Britt got injured no that we're screwed or do you think we're still going to be okay so if you look at the last few games obviously uh Atlanta is not a great defense and we ran all over them in the first half. Yeah. So that's not necessarily a great test for us. But I think we the offense played pretty well against Baltimore, who yeah. is a pretty good team. Um I think the O-line is okay. I think they're good enough to win games. I think where we missed Disley. No, he's on a the defensive offense. back, not a cornerback. Defensive back and cornerback is the same thing. Never mind. Defensive back just groups them all together. Sorry. I'm and you guys, are, you guys are still missing Trey Flowers, right? Flowers got hurt last week. He got hurt against the Ravens. So he's, he, I don't, yeah. does it say what is, it just says out. He says he might come back next week. Okay. So, so do you think, I was, I was wrong. Eh? So Quandry Diggs and is a strong safety. He is. Yeah. Okay. Same with uh, Lano Hill. Those are the two guys, right? The two starting safeties. So Diggs is out though. He's hurt. No, he's good. This is, oh, maybe okay. Uh, so Bradley McDougald is there right now at strong safety. Yeah, I don't know if he's versatile enough to play corner, but I, I think where we're weak is corner. Yeah. But, I, but what I do you know. think about? So here's the thing: do we do we need more help? defense or like the o-line 
now so that if I could, is out. If I could pick three players, can I pick three players? You can pick okay. three players. One corner. I, yeah. I don't know anything about Diggs. Where did he come from? Houston? Yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched a Houston game, so I've never really seen him play. I watch it every uh, week. I think losing Disley is yes. a big loss for us. Yeah. I think Luke Wilson is a second string tight end. Yeah. Um so if Disley was big, I would love to see a tight end, but I don't know if any good ones are available right now. Uh corner would be a spot to fill. That's really I I guess an offensive line guy. Losing another one this week, Britt going down with what looks like a torn ACL out for the season probably. But that honestly, that that guy that came in, what's his name, uh, Joey Hunt, he actually looked pretty good. Are you serious? He's really? a little guy for He's an old lineman. For an what old is he, lineman, six two under three hundred pounds for an for a oh, center. Yeah. Six two two ninety nine. You need to be the biggest him- guy on the field. You have to be the biggest guy on that field. That's your role. You know how much? That's not true. It has to be. No, no, come on! You usually gotta be the, a beast. The, usually, the guards are bigger than the centers. You gotta be a beast, man. Yeah. Centers have to be agile. So, honestly, I kind of liked what uh, Pete Carroll said about Joey Hunt. After I think he's young. How old is he? He's he twenty-five. A, yeah, exactly. There you go. He's young. Pete Carroll said Joey Hunt is much more athletic, and <laughs> his IQ is higher than Britt. So, to me. Wow. P. Carroll doesn't say shit like that without meaning it, but he looked pretty good. I also have a quote here from Pete Carroll and says that Joey Hunt is Seattle's Seahawks best pass protector. I was impressed, man. Yeah. Because Britt got hurt on the first drive. Mm -hmm. So Joey Hunt put up 24 points. Okay. It was like the second play of the game or something that Britt... It was like, I think there was a first drive. Anyway, I first of all, Love his hair. Have you seen his hair? Hunt's hair? No. It's like down to the middle of his back. We're talking like Luke Wilson? Longer and flowier. Why don't I remember this? Carl, is that a word? Flowier is definitely I will let it pass. Hashtag flowier. (laughs) Hashtag flowier. I'm stealing that hashtag. We're trademarking that. So to me, I'm fine. I, I like him a lot. I thought he, I was worried when Brett went down, but yeah. like series one, I was watching him and he looked pretty good. Uh, so for me, it's really corner and tight end. So what do you think you get out of games like this as a team? Like a game where you're just, you know, you're going to steamroll a team and you're going to win. Like a guaranteed win. This is what I'm taking out of what it. What are you taking out of them? Two things. One. Seattle is known for being a very slow starting team. Yeah. Like working the their season, way you mean? Or just, just in into a game. Yeah. So usually first quarters are very, very slow starting. I did usually we're down the 10-3. first points. You remember that? You did. I did. You said first touchdown and they did get the first touchdown. There you go. And first points. And second and third touchdown. Atlanta sucks, okay? We're not, just, we're not really like super pumped about the win. We're just am, happy that we got a win. I'm way better when it comes to betting on football. Anyways. No one cares about that. Well, some of our fans might be. This is a Seahawks podcast. Lucas. Soon it'll be a fantasy podcast. No, it will never be a fantasy podcast. I'm joking. Do you want to hear the rest of my story? I do. It's taking me so long. This is the longest story You I've asked ever me a question. We'll finish the answer already. Two things I'm taking away. One, we started much quicker than we normally do. Okay. Two, I like our defense. I think we're better than people think we are. What is our defense rating? Who gives a shit about that bullshit? I don't like that No, just I like analytics. I don't like I'm just wondering. I hate these analytic garbage things. You're just a game by game basis. Like what is the QB passer rating? Well, that what is no that? Clue. Aaron Rodgers has his per- first perfect QB passer rating of his career. What Congratulations. The, the no one gives mean? a shit. It doesn't what, mean anything. What's a perfect QB rating, though? It's like 159 or something. How do you have a perfect rating? Right? I think it... I, 
ha- has to do with like so many completions, so many yards. Uh, not that many incompletions, but there are incompletions. And so if there's an incompletion, a, you can still have a perfect rating. Rating, perfect that, rating, but not obviously not perfect. Sounds terrible. It's a weird, weird formula, honestly. Hmm. Anyways, what are you taking out of this game? I think of it as like in sports in general, a win pumps you up and gets gets especially for somebody like look at the Seahawks, they're four and oh on the road, first time since nineteen eighty. That's huge. Winning on oh, the road hold is on, hold huge. on, hold on. Can first we, time hold, since I was born. Okay, keep your thought in your head. <laughs> yeah. Can we mark this as a historic event in the Seahawks social podcast? Because this is the first time Lucas has brought a stat to the podcast. <laughs> That's not true. First time the Seahawks that are 4-0 since 1980. That's a great stat, by the way. Well, there you go. Can't verify it was a true stat. Could be wrong. We're just going to leave it. I will just leave it. But, fuck, it's amazing. I know we've historically been a very bad road team to win. Yeah. To win on the road that consistently and that much is huge when it comes down, down the pipe, when we're, we're starting to scramble to just get in. But the problem is if you look at our, our record in San Fran, like what the, let's come back to them. But I want to ask you a question. What is the perfect QB rating in a game? You just told me 159. No, I said it's approximately 159. Well, I don't know. What is it? Do you have a guess? 165. No, I was super close. I knew it was 158 or 159. It's 158.3. 0. 0.3? I know, it's such a stupid equation that it comes up to 0. 0.3. Is it in like Murphy's terms of... Uh... I, I believe it's a logarithmic scale. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. It's so strange. Yeah, but what is it? How do you get a perfect rating? Let's see what the formula is. But I want it in like a three-word process. Like say... It's so complex. You throw a ball and catch. Mm-mm perfectly it's very complex oh my god so stupid okay we talked about this last week it's a simulation carl we talked about this last week the uh 49ers are the 49ers for real i don't know man and not that carolina is a super bowl contending team but carolina is like a top half team in the nfl well, they've won top, the four in a row, 15. didn't they, before this? The yeah, but they're yeah, not. Yeah, I know like, it's a rookie quarterback. We talked about this last week. It was, they're playing a rookie quarterback this week, and they play a rookie quarterback next week. So they play Arizona next week? Uh, Pretty sure they do. Yeah. So it's not a huge test, but it's driving me nuts that they just keep steamrolling these teams. Let's see who Carolina's beat. Carolina beat Arizona. They beat Houston. They beat Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. So they haven't really played a good team. But they absolutely got shit pumped by the Niners. So yeah, to me, I want to give the Niners a little bit of credit because I think they're better than I think they are. I, I would have put them around the same as the Seahawks last week without... Let me put some context here. I have not watched one second of Niners football until this week. I just passionately hate them because they are in the NFC West. You actually watched some of the game this week? I did. I was at a bar with my friend Aaron, and Aaron is a very big, diehard Panthers fan. No, he's not. How are you a Panthers fan? I ask him that every time I see him. What does he say? He's he like, doesn't... I like Panthers? Honestly, he found love I like the Smith. color baby blue? Yeah. No, but seriously, what does he say? There's no way anybody on the West Coast should be a Panthers fan. That makes zero sense in my mind right now. I so, can't fathom this. Like, I'm dying right now. Aaron is a, is a curious human being, to say the least. Well, that's he is a helps. Carolina Panthers fan and a big... He played hockey most of his life, and he has oh, so a... a in the head can you it. guess one team that... The most obscure team you could possibly think of. Well, maybe top, top five obscure teams that he's a diehard fan of. Penn State nit- no. Nittany Lions. <laughs> hockey. NHL. Oh, sorry. <laughs> didn't I just say hockey? No, you didn't. Uh, I said he played hockey all his life. Can you guess who his team is? The Hurricanes. Is it NHL? See, that would be, that would be in the is top five. Is it NHL? NHL, yeah. Florida. That would also be in the top five. Uh, but Buffalo no, no, Sabres. 
He fucking loves the Buffalo Sabres. I don't care about the NHL, though. I want to know why is he a Carolina fan? I'm just setting some context that he likes obscure teams. Is that no his, that's his thing, right? It might be his thing, yeah. He said when he was a kid, he really liked Steve Smith. And so he just started watching the Carolina Panthers. That makes anyway. zero sense, because when he was a kid, there was no way any Carolina games were on this TV. Anyway, so I met uh, Aaron this week. He just moved back to Vancouver. And Where we watched he? the Hawks game. Was he living in Carolina? No, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a much better. That story. would make sense. But no, he was living in Kamloops, huh. which is much worse. Now it's starting to make sense. Uh, anyway, we watched. Well, we kind of <laughs> had our eyes grazing at the uh, TV as the Carolina Panthers are getting shit pumped by the Niners. I think the Niners D is for real. I don't know if their offense is for real, but I think the Niners D is is legit. And I'm pumped to... Uh, it's frustrating when a big Seahawk goes to a different team and is still super successful. I don't know it's if he's so that successful. frustrating, though. Uh, and I get it. You got to move on from those teams and move on from your winning ways and bring in new people. And it's all about money. But, man. I think one nuts. of the biggest, best games of the year is going to be the Monday Nighter, November 11th. In San Fran. I'm still trying to go to this game. In San Fran? Why not? How have you not invited me? <laughs> because that's not a guarantee I'm going. But I will be very close. I'll be in LA at the time. Me, you, and Carl, and Chester should be in San Fran for that game. You know what pisses me off about Carl, can going? you look up how much tickets are in that for that game? Oh, they're cheap. 20 bucks, guys. So no, no. They're, in San Fran? They're, no, they're going to be about 100 Well, actually, now that they're winning, they might be more now. But when I went to the last Seahawks game... I went to in San Fran. It was a hundred dollars, and the issue is, San Fran Stadium is not in San Francisco. People, Oakland, it is closer right? to go to Oakland yeah. than it is to go to a San Fran game. It takes an hour and a half to two hours by Uber because you got to cross the bridges. I don't know where you're going, <laughs> but it's so far. You're going into Santa Barbara, I want to say, or San Jose. It is ridiculous. This is not San Francisco. That's a terrible stadium, by the way. Just oh my the God. setup is strange. I went to the worst game in history with the Seahawks. It was Seahawks and San Fran for a very friendly tie game. Isn't that the worst? There's Can no we... way a football game should end in a tie. They should kick it off from 50 yards, 40 yards, 30 yards. Just like kickoff contest. Like they do a shootout in the NHL. Why are you tying a game? Don't you do you think so? So have a kicking contest. <clears throat> We're gonna start at sixty yards. If if your kicker hits a sixty yarder, another guy doesn't, we win the game. I definitely do not agree with that. What are you talking about? That, that would sounds, be unreal. That sounds like the worst option of all time. What would be a better option? Put your players out there to get injured? A better option would be bringing a drunk fan down to kick a twenty yard field. I'll that would go be much for better. that. That would be amazing. Lucas McCann. <laughs> Please come down to I the field. I cannot kick a 20-yarder. I can do 10 for sure. <laughs> you can kick a 20-yarder. You do 20 yards. Maybe. I don't know. Let's try yeah. it. You got Next a club, podcast. club foot? That's <laughs> one. My club foot. <laughs> yeah. I like a lot about <laughs> that. That's yeah. what you need. <laughs> if I had a club foot, I could be in the NHL right now. Or NFL. Fuck. I don't know what we're talking about. Both. Right. Fuck it, man. I like a lot about the NFL. Oh my god. The rules, even how they've adjusted with replay, how they do replay. I like what they're doing. I like that coaches can challenge. I like that they're protecting quarterbacks because they sell the league as we talked about earlier. Is that on I heard podcast? that, yeah. I was super loud. The one thing I don't like is ties. I don't understand yeah. how an NFL there's only sixteen games. You can't have a fucking tie. No. Put ties in baseball that have 190,000 games. They don't even have tie. There's the only sport is football that has ties. Soccer, soccer. does too. No, fuck soccer. No, fuck soccer. Between baseball, hockey, which used to have ties, right. and, the, and football. So why a sport like that should not have ties? I don't understand it. So what should it be? I see. I don't see any other option than to keep playing until one team. I scores. think it should be like the NHL. No, you do shootout. 
of some sort. I think you just need to play. Some team is going to get a field goal. Yeah. Right? 100%. It's so rare. It happens like, what, twice a year maybe that there's a tie? I don't even think it's, it's so that. Rare. I went to well, the one Well, there's at least one this year. There's one or two this year already. Halfway through the year. <sighs> Brutal. All I can say as a fan, it is the worst experience to go to a game it's out of town. $200 US. Yeah. <laughs> Each ticket. But I mean, even if the Seahawks were to lose, it would have been a different experience. But to have both teams tie... It was such a somber mood leaving that stadium because totally. nobody left with anything. You're you just, just like, wasted four hours of your yeah, life. Yeah. Hey, guys. Great <laughs> to meet you. Can I have a refund? You know, they should just give refunds to everybody who gets a tie. That should be the thing. Everybody should be wishing for a tie so you get your money back. I think you play out. You know what? I do like, because the coin toss is so big in overtime, I do like that they changed the rule a couple of years ago to touchdown wins but a field goal doesn't mm-hmm. the other like team that. gets a i yeah. like that but i think they shouldn't have a time why do no, they have a, just why keep they have going back minutes? and forth right just keep playing yeah. until it's first, over once it, the first possession's done first team to score any points wins you yeah you want to go back to that no, no no once the first possession is done right so i like that rule that they brought in that uh-huh. you have to score a touchdown in the first possession to win yeah if you kick a field goal from the 48 yard line the other team gets a chance to tie, basically. Mm-hmm. But after that, you should just keep going back and forth until someone scores. I agree, 100%. There shouldn't be a 15-minute time limit. It doesn't make any sense. The last uh, tie game was this year, September 8th, and it was the Detroit Lions against the Cardinals, 27-27. So there's only one tie this so year. So far this okay. year, yeah. Because I think the Seahawks had one last year or the year before? I think it was the year before, because last year yeah. there was only two. Last year there was two. So let's say roughly two a year. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. It's so fucking stupid. It was 2016 Seahawks uh, Cardinals 6-6. Six to six. Yeah, nice. that's the game Jesus. I went to. You went to that? <laughs> that's what we're just talking about this. <laughs> what do you mean do I go to that? Yes, I went to that. Oh, it was so frustrating. And it took me two hours to get home from Santa Barbara. They should be called the Santa Barbara 49ers. These <laughs> You guys are not in San Fran. Go home. So yep. mad. Let's talk about next week. Who do we play next week? The Bucks. Next week we are at home against the. Oh, we're at home. Two you... and five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two and five, hey. Eh? Tampa so? has not had a great season to start. Not great at all. Who's the quarterback? Jameis Winston. That's right. Oh, that's right. He's exciting. He is exciting, but he's just like he's, he's just not, been terrible. He's not though. consistent at no, all. No, he's just like super inconsistent. He's just been a dud. They beat the Panthers and they beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did they just they destroyed some team? What was that? Was that the Rams? Or not destroyed. They put up like 50 points. It was 55 to 40 against the Rams. That is a lot of points in it. Where did that come from? They. That's what screwed me me my next week in fantasy. I'm like, oh my God, Tampa Bay. Oh shit. They're honestly, they're probably better than we think they are at two and five because they've played some good teams close. They beat the Rams. They lost to the Saints by seven last week, uh, two weeks ago. They lost to Carolina last week, which is not great. But they play some decent teams close. Anyway, predictions for next week. Well, can we start keeping score of our predictions? Yeah, yeah go, we I are. I got the predictions from now on. Denny's up 3-1. There's zero chance. We're starting from right now. No, we're not. We're, no, 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 we're no, no, going no. backwards. Carl, we have this on record. This is... We're doing... Wait a minute. <laughs> Guaranteed, I am winning this. I am winning. Okay, so let's do predictions. Are we predicting A, we predict a win or a loss? No, that doesn't make sense. We're always going to predict win. <laughs> um, so what are we predicting? The score? Who scores? Like, what team scores first? How, how should we do this, Carl? I don't know. We can do that, or we can just do the score. Why don't we say there is two points there available be... each week? So yeah. okay. let hear, yeah. hear me out here. Well, winner, winner, uh, loss. We each get a point. So if let's say we, next week we all say Seahawks win, they win. We all get one point, but the person with the closest score gets another point. Okay, okay. you know what I mean. 
So if Carl says 30 to 17 and that's the score, he gets the second point and me and you only get one. Okay. Can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. Miami's punter's name is Hack. He's a hack. His first name? His last name is Hack. What a great last name. Anyways, what are your predictions? Uh, at home against Tampa Bay, the Seahawks have proven to not like winning games by more than seven. Mm. Uh, I think Tampa is better than people think they are. I'm going to say the Seahawks win 31-24. 31-24. So we're doing win-loss and points. That's it. So... Those are if the you two points. correctly predict the win, okay, you get a point, okay, and then the next, the person closest to the points. Well, obviously, I'm going to go for a win as well. I'm going to see more points because I'm going to say this is going to be the game that Metcalf catches a few more than he has in the past. They actually catches something that he should not have caught because that's mm-hmm. what I want to see from Metcalf. Um, I'm going to go forty to 21 Seahawks win so my thought is that the Seahawks don't give a fuck about putting up points 100% as was proven this week yep they want to win games that's all they care about which makes sense Mm -hmm. in the NFL you only have 16 games if they're ever up by 10 or more their goal in life is to run the fucking clock out right so I don't see them putting up 40 points I do because I see a few interceptions or fumbles. But they have to be pick sixes. No, they could be they could be sacks for fumbles and run back. Sacks for fumbles. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same <laughs> thing. It's not a pick six. Pick thing. six is interception so running you're, back. You're talking about defense the defense scoring yes, points. Exactly. So I just what I'm saying is that Winston Winston gets himself in trouble. He's not sitting back in the pocket and throwing the balls. He's trying to run. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make something happen out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he does nothing. And he's going to get sacked and destroyed. <laughs> and the Seahawks are going to run the ball back and we're going to get 40 points. Carl? Yes. Before you give your prediction, would you classify Lucas and his explanations of things like he just did <laughs> as philosophical? Because yes. I would. Very much so. There's a lot of thought. There is a lot of thought. A lot of thought. A lot of feeling. A lot of energy. (laughs) Not a lot of sports understanding, but a lot of thought. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Shots fired by a Patriots fan. How are you not on that patio still? Get out of here. So my prediction, Seahawks win 28 to 17. Wow, he picked the Seahawks for the first time this season. Okay, no. I pick actual winners here. I'll be honest. But Seahawks will win next week. We're going to call Carl out right now. Carl? Yes. Here we go. What do you think the Seahawks' chances of making the playoffs are? 100%. Ooh. Wow. Wow. That's higher than I thought. Wow. What do you think the Seahawks' chances of winning the division are? Keep in mind, mm-hmm. we're 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. San Fran's 7-0. and oh. mm-hmm. The Rams are still relevant. The Hold on. Let's, let me get this for you before we go there. The Seahawks still have two games against the Niners. The Niners, I think, just have one game against the Rams left, which I think the Rams are better than people think they are, better than the record shows. So that could be three losses right Mm -hmm. there. So, like, based on all that information you just gave me, I think the Seahawks have a 37.5% chance of winning the NFC. (laughs) NFC, what? Like, winning the division? The first division, yeah, yeah. Where did you come up with that? And... And do you think, do you think the Rams have any chance of winning the division? I don't know. After last year's Super Bowl, they're not they're the team that yeah, they. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Todd Gurley is not the same guy. Goff isn't the same guy. So you think the Niners have a sixty-two point seven percent chance of winning the division, and the Niner and the uh, Seahawks have a 30. take away the sixty-two, maybe give twenty percent to the Rams, and that's twenty. That's my number. Yeah, that's more than half of the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are six and two. Yeah. The Rams are four and three. This is why Carl. You're welcome. This four is why Carl's behind the camera <laughs> because he's super unbiased, and we need more biased opinions about the Seahawks. 
We should ask the ask our listeners. Listeners, do you think we should listeners. have guests on the show? I hundred percent. We should do a call-in show next year or next week. You in? Who's calling in? Well, fuck. I'm hoping it's Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're gonna try to get Pete Carroll for next week. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> we tried it before. I've sent him numerous DMs on Instagram. Pete, if you're out there listening, we love you. And we'll We'd keep love DMing to have you, you and your Nike Monarchs on the show. Or just your Nike Monarchs. Up yeah. to you. We're happy to do a call-in show with you. Or we'll come to Seattle. Whatever works best for you. I just want to give you a hug. I'm pumped for next week. I'm pumped for next week as well. I can't wait to have another super happy Denny Duma on the podcast because we're going to destroy Tampa Bay. And I think that we're going to probably start putting some champagne on, on ice soon. Let's wait till the Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyways. Last question, Last question. for all of you. This is serious, and I want to know your honest opinion because I have some friends that are Patriots fans, and You're all still I hear with is these people. I use the term "friend" very, very loosely. Who's a Patriots fan? Are the Patriots really good, Carl? So far, they're pretty good. Comparatively to, can you name the Patriots backup? The last decade, absolutely QB? not. Well, good fan. Do they Who have fan? one? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Bill. Bill Belichick just there, fucking yeah. man. <laughs> Kraft. What's his name? Something Kraft. Robert Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. I think that guy's the he's a little busy in Florida. Greasiest, douchiest old man of all time. Are they that good? Or we're not even halfway through the season, opinion, we'll find out. My opinion and what I tell them is that the AFC is so the AFC has two to three good teams. The NFC is flooded with good teams. Yeah. San Fran, good. Seattle, good. Rams, much better than their record. Mm -hmm. Green Bay, very good. Dallas, better than their record. Like, there's a lot of good teams. Minnesota, good team. Yep. New Orleans, one of the top three, four teams in the league. Mm -hmm. Who, Who in the AFC is good? KC, when Mahomes comes back. And the Ravens are okay. But the Ravens are not Super Bowl caliber. So pretty much um, Kansas City is the only one, really. And New if England. Mahomes That's comes it. back and he's healthy. That's it, right? And the NFC probably has, without, okay, I don't want to exaggerate, probably has six teams that could win the mm. NFC. Yeah. What, Packers? Packers, Saints. Saints 49ers, Seahawks, Niners, Rams. Hawks. I don't think Vikings? Vikings are what? Six, six and, and one? two. Six and two, yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're going to win their division. Who's in their division? Detroit? Packers. Oh, so they're, not, they're going to be a wild card team. They will be a wild card, yeah. It's just flooded, right? It is flooded. And yeah. it's been like that for the last like seven or eight years. And the AFC always has three teams. It's mm-hmm. like Denver used to be good. Now they suck. Awful. But it's always been New England. KC's been good the last few years. The Steelers were good five years ago, but now are shit. The Buffalo Bills, baby. Five and two. Oh, my God. Are they good, though? I haven't watched one second of Buffalo Bills football. If you watched last week, you get up against a really experienced quarterback, and you're just screwed. Who'd they lose to? The Eagles. They just picked them apart. But they just picked them apart. Wentz just picked them apart. Philly's not that good. That's what I'm saying. That shows you true colors if you get picked apart from a truly experienced quarterback who just knows how to grind out a win. Because they couldn't do anything. They just scrambled. Hmm. Ah, anyways. That screwed me in my fantasy league. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to watch the rest of this Monday Nighter. And apparently the Dolphins are looking at their first W of the year. They're up 14 nothing over the Steelers. I need 50 points. Come on, guys. I don't think that's happening tonight, buddy. (laughs) Well, you know what? It could happen. It's only second quarter. Lucas, would we love to hear feedback from our listeners? I would love to hear feedback from our viewers on what, what they love about our podcast. I would love for them to review us on iTunes. And subscribe. And subscribe for their chance to be a caller on the show. Yeah, I'm totally into a call-in show. Right? I just don't know how it's going to work. I'm into we'll it, though. It 
Uh, yeah, leave us a review, guys. We'd love to hear what you think, whether you think we should talk more about the game and stats or less, whether you think these things should be longer or shorter. Longer is good. I'm okay with talking more. Whether you think we should have more than one scotch or less than one scotch on the show, that's up to you. Not Currently, really, we've had more we than one. We would love to hear your opinions. Subscribe, subscribe to the show. We love you guys. Till next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Can't wait to talk next week. W. Coming our way.